0: Asato ma sadgamaya, tamaso ma jyotirgamaya, mrityora ma amritam gamaya. Om shanti shanti shanti. He. Om, lead us from the unreal to the real. Lead us from darkness unto light. Lead us from death unto immortality. Om, peace, peace, peace. We were studying the Drik Drishya Viveka and we are almost virtually at the end of the text, which is a part of our Introduction to Vedanta series. Um, the 42nd verse. We read up to the 41st verse last time, the 42nd verse. Paramarthika jivastu, paramarthika jivastu, brahmaikyam paramarthikam, brahmaikyam paramarthikam, pratyeti vikshate nanyat, Pratyeti vikshate nanyat, ikshate tuan ritatmanam, ikshate tuan The witness, the witness self knows itself to be one with Brahman, knows its own Brahman nature, and does not know anything else as existing or even if it is aware of anything else, the world, it is aware of it of the world as false, as an appearance. What does it mean? At the point where we are in the Drikrishya Viveka, we have already completed the major portion of the text. Now the author has sort of appended a section towards the end, where he takes up a single question The question is this, after the entire teaching that I am existence, consciousness, bliss, if I reflect upon this teaching for a while, it's very natural to have a question. If I am Brahman, then who is this individual? Who is the individual who is under ignorance? Who is the individual coming to learn Vedanta? Because Brahman does not, uh, is never under ignorance, Brahman does not need Vedanta then who is this person? You're saying, I am Brahman. Then then who is the person who is uh, trying to get liberation? Why should Brahman try to get liberation? So what is the nature of the individual self? That is the question. It's inevitable. This question will come up. To answer that, the author says, think of how you experience yourself as an individual. How do we experience ourselves as an individual? In three, individuals he speaks about. Three experiences as an individual. One is the way we experience ourselves in our dreams. When we go to sleep, we have dreams, and we are there in our own dreams. We create a dream world, and while we are in the dreams, we do not think it's a dream. It seems real to us. And we are very much there. We are part of it. That is one individual experience we have as ourselves in the dream world. When we wake up, we wake up to this reality. Here we are. Every day we go to sleep, we dream perhaps, and then wake up and we come back to this life. So this is another individual experience we have. We experience ourselves as individuals in the waking world. These are the two experiences which we have as individuals, all of us have, whether we come to Vedanta or not. But what we have learned throughout this text is that we are really the witness self. We are not this person we experience ourselves to be. This person, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, this person is also an object of our awareness. We are aware of ourselves as this person who has come uh, to learn Vedanta, who has got this life history. This person with its hopes and frustrations, ambitions, dreams, this person is also observed. Who or what is observing this person? Beyond the body, beyond the mind, the witness of body and mind, that consciousness is what this text calls the sakshi, the witness. So that's another experience we have, that uh, are we, we are seeking ourselves to know ourselves as that witness self. Three selves it speaks of. Who is the individual? The dream self. Every night we dream and we are in the dream. That's the dream self. The waking self, which we experience ourselves as this person. And with the help of Vedanta, we realize we are the witness. Now he has given three names to it. The dream self he calls the Pratibhasika Jiva. The illusory self. The Waking self, he calls the Vyavaharika jiva, the transactional or empirical self. And the witness, the pure consciousness witness, which we learned about from this text, he calls it the Paramarthika jiva, the absolute self. Now he's speaking about the absolute self. He says, the absolute self is one with Brahman. In fact, we realize ourselves as the absolute self, only when we realize that we are one with Brahman. The pure consciousness, the witness of the mind, is the one which is one with Brahman. When in Vedanta, Advaita Vedanta, we come across the Mahavakya, the great statements of identity, Tatva Masi, Aham Brahma Smi, Atma Brahma, Prajnanam Brahma, one from each of the Vedas, all of them say the same thing, that you are Brahman. In these identity statements, the you they are talking about. The you they are talking about is this witness you. Not the waking individual, not the dream individual. The dream individual, Pratibhasika jiva, is not one with Brahman. The waking individual, the Vyavaharika jiva, is not one with Brahman. The Vyavaharika jiva thinks of itself as uh, related to this body and mind. The Paramarthika jiva, the absolute individual, the witness is one with Brahman. So when the Upanishad says, that thou art, that Brahman, existence, consciousness, bliss, thou art, O student, you are Brahman. Which you are they talking about? It is this witness self. It is Paramarthika Jiva. Now it goes on to say that the Paramarthika Jiva does not see anything else, experiences all as Brahman, does not see anything else, or if it does, It sees the other as an appearance. What does it mean? There can be two interpretations of this. When we realize ourselves as existence consciousness bliss, the verse tells us, you do not see anything else. Now, if this person is in samadhi, in a state of mystic absorption, obviously the person will not experience anything as any other object nothing in the world outside. We get so many examples of this in the gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. Whenever he would go into samadhi, one common characteristic was he would be unaware of the external world, even unaware of his own body. There was a doctor who tested him. He was standing, the descriptions are he standing like a picture, so absolutely beyond transcending the body. And the doctor actually poked his eyelid, and his eyeball with a finger to see if the natural reaction is there. And there was no reaction. They took a pulse. There's no pulse. So much absorption. So this person in deep Samadhi, in deep mystic absorption, is not experiencing anything, as they say here. But what is a, there's a deeper meaning here. Not just Samadhi. What is meant here is, when one realizes oneself as Brahman, one realizes everything is Brahman and hence does not realize, does not see anything as other than himself. Maybe experiencing the world. Everything that this person experiences is Brahman. May not be in Samadhi. Maybe with eyes open and talking with us and walking around and seeing everything and touching and smelling and tasting. All of that this person experiences as Brahman. Not as anything other than Brahman. So are the two Possible interpretations clear, when the verse says the absolute self, paramarthika jiva, knows itself to be brahman and does not see anything else, this does not see anything else, can have two interpretations. If it is a state of samadhi, then the mind is absorbed in samadhi, hence it's impossible for this person to see anything else. But a better interpretation, more advaitic interpretation would be, this person realizes everything to be brahman. So whatever this person actually sees, he does not, this enlightened person, does not see it to be other than his own self, Brahman. He sees those things, but not as an other. Or if he does see an other, he says, anritātmana. Supposing he does see it as other, as what kind of other will he see it as? He will see it as an appearance, like a, a snake in a rope, or like a mirage water, water in the desert. So once you realize that the water is not really there in a mirage, seems like an oasis, water there, but there's no real water there. Once you realize that there is no real water, when we have this experience, oh, it's just a mirage, then we look back again upon it and we still see the water. We're still seeing the water, but now we know there is no water there. It's an appearance, it's false. So this person may actually see the world as an other, but as a false other, as an appearance, as a presentation, without any kind of uh, substance to it, any reality to it. The reality all belongs to Brahman. Brahman alone is the reality. So this is the meaning. Now the author will conclude the text with a beautiful example. Remember, the three experiences of the self... The illusory self, our dream self. The transactional or empirical self, our waking self, the one we are, the person we are right now. We think how we are. And the witness consciousness, the absolute self, the three. Now he compares them to water, wave, and foam. The still water is whipped up into a wave. And on the crest of the wave appears a little bit of foam. Now the form is like the dream self which we have in our dreams. I in my own dream, not recognizing it to be a dream, thinking of it to be real, just for the duration of the dream. That is like the form. And underneath the form is the wave, which is what we are right now, the empirical self. It's a very beautiful example. And underneath that, when the wave subsides, what will be there? Calm water. Before the wave, what was it? Calm water. After the wave subsides, what will it be? Calm water. So the water is con- is, is uh, compared to the paramarthika jiva, the absolute self. Now the thing to understand here is this. When it is a wave, is it water or not? Of course. When it is foam on top of a wave, is the foam water or not? Of course, when the foam disappears into the the wave, it's still the same water. When the wave subsides back into the calm ocean, into into the, into, uh, the water itself, it's still the same water. Calm water, wave, foam are all the same water. In the same way, when we experience the dream self, or whether we are experiencing our waking selves just now, or we realize ourselves to be existence, consciousness, bliss, the the absolute self, it's always that absolute self, existence, consciousness, bliss. This is one thing to be realized. It's not like, now that this uh, waking self is there, so I'm not the absolute self, or the dream self, I'm in my dreams, I'm not the absolute self, no. Or we are always that absolute self, now, the example he gives is this. Water has certain qualities. It is fluid. It is cool. It is uh, sweet. That's what he'll say. <coughs> now, the coolness, the sweetness, the fluidity of water, it's there in the water as such. When the water is whipped up into a wave, the wave, if you, if you taste it, it's just as sweet if it's fresh water. If not, Pacific Ocean will be salty. <laughs> and it is cool, and it is fluid. When it's further whipped up into form, it still retains the same qualities of coolness, of fluidity, and uh, and, uh, the taste. Exactly in the same way, the consciousness, existence, and bliss of Brahman shine through in our present waking states and in our dream self also. The consciousness just as the fluidity of the water is the same fluidity in the wave, the fluidity in the wave is the same fluidity of the water, it's not different. In the same way the consciousness which we are experiencing right now is nothing other than the consciousness, it's nothing other than Brahman. It is Brahman, covered with name and form, identified with name and form. The existence, the existence which we experience within ourselves and in this universe of experience all of that is nothing other than Brahman itself. The bliss we experience, the various kinds of joys we get in this world, worldly joys and maybe spiritual ecstasies, whatever, all of that is just a reflection of the bliss of Brahman. So the our existence we feel in our dreams, the consciousness awareness we have in the dreams, we... The uh, joy, if we get some joy in the dream, that is all that belongs to Brahman. That is Brahman itself shining forth. Whatever of, we, of the existence, consciousness, bliss we experience in the waking is also Brahman itself, existence, consciousness, bliss, shining forth. And that's what he's going to say now. Madhurya drava shaityani Yadrava Shaitiani <titles> <flish> Niradhar Master Anga came, Niradhar Master on- shed- techno- Anga Anugamya tatan nishti, Anugamya gu- tatan nishti, We will do one more, number forty four. Sakshi sta Satchidananda. Ananda Sambandadvyava Harike, Sambandyavaharike, Tadwarenachanti, Dwarena Nugchanti, Tadheva Pratibasike, Tathamrati Vasike. He says, just as Madhurya sweetness, Dravatva fluidity, coolness, shaitya. These are all qualities of the water. Clearly they are felt in the wave, and just as clearly they are felt in the foam. They are transmitted from the water, they're borrowed from the water by the wave, and they're borrowed from the wave by the foam. Exactly in the same way, we, transactional empirical beings in this waking world, we borrow our existence, our consciousness, and our bliss from our real self, Brahman, in this transactional reality, in this waking reality. And when we are in dream, we borrow, not directly from Brahman, from this waking reality we borrow our existence, consciousness, and bliss. It is transmitted through our dream selves. And what happens? When we wake up, the dream self merges back into the waking self. What happens? when you? It's a fancy way of saying that when you sit up and say, oh, it was just a dream. The dream self has merged back into the waking self. And the existence of the dream self is understood to be nothing other than my existence. I, the one who was sleeping, I was appearing as a dream self. The consciousness of the dream self is understood to be nothing other than my consciousness. I who was dreaming. The joy there also is nothing other than my bliss shining through. Similarly, the point is, when we are enlightened, we will realize that we are existence, consciousness, bliss. This alone was shining forth as the existence of this individual. This alone was shining forth as the consciousness of this person right now. And the joy this person experiences or is seeking is none other than the bliss which is of my real nature. When we awaken to the witness consciousness, when we awaken to the paramarthika jiva, the paramarthika jiva is none other than Brahman. When we awaken to that, just as wave gets merged back into water, the, the empirical individual will be realized. When you say the empirical individual will be merged back into Brahman, It doesn't, don't think of a wave settling back into clear water. Think of it as being realized to be water. We will realize ourselves, though we will still experience ourselves as individuals, but we will know that we will we'll, we'll feel distinctly realize a oneness with the whole universe. This distinct realization of oneness, that is Brahman you see this person will not get free freedom moksha is not for the person freedom or moksha is from the person it's from the person you as uh, mr or mrs so and so will not become a liberated person now i am i was mr so and so now and i am mr brahman no Brahman will realize this this person as an appearance within itself. I was appearing as that person. But really, I am the existence, consciousness and bliss which was borrowed by that that so-called person. 45. (laughs) Laiphe tad dharma. Laiphe tad dharma. Dravadhyasyus tarangake, Nvadhyasyus tarangake, Tasya pivillae nire, Tasya pivillae nire, Tishtantete yathapura, yathapura. As the foam merges back into the wave, the qualities of the foam the coolness, fluidity, and the taste, they all remain in the wave. They merge back into the wave from where it was borrowed. As the wave merges back into water, the qualities of the wave, the fluidity, the coolness, and the taste, they all remain in the water from which the wave had borrowed them. Exactly in the same way what happens to us when we wake up from a dream into this waking life, and when we wake up from this waking life into enlightenment. What happens? Let's see. Forty-six. Pratibhasika jivasya Pratibhasika jivasya Lai syuvya vaharike Lai syuvya vaharike Tallae sacchidananda Tallae sakshini As the Pratibhasika Jiva, the illusory self, merges back into the Vyavaharika Jiva, the transactional waking self, it's just a fancy way of saying, I wake up from my dream. As I wake up from my dream, I get up and say, Oh, I was dreaming. I was just all the time here on my bed. I was sleeping and dreaming. What has happened? The illusory self, the one I was, the person who was doing lots of things in the the dream world, that person is merged back into the person who has woken up. Exactly in the same way, when I'll be enlightened, when I get enlightenment, this little individuality, this little individuality which I consider myself to be, I am Swami so and so, merges back or is realized to be nothing other than existence absolute, consciousness absolute, and bliss absolute. Now, Don't think about yourself uh, sort of melting into a puddle or something like that, you know. (laughs) The body disappearing. It's, It's in knowledge. You realize yourself to always have been infinite existence, consciousness, and bliss. This little person, this body and mind will still continue. It will not disappear in a flash of light or smoke. It will still continue, but you'll be realized to be existence consciousness place. and everything else in the universe will be one with you as existence consciousness place. okay a question we'll take the, there we have a mic here we'll take that one question It seems like this tradition of reincarnation and a continuity of this not knowing. Yes. So, is that which is continuing to not know the same snake throughout? Non. All right. So, the question is: this, when as long as this not knowing continues. Technically, in Advaita, this not knowing is called avidya or ajnana. As long as it continues, we will not realize ourselves to be that infinite existence consciousness place. We will think of ourselves as this person. This person in search of the ultimate reality or whatever, but not that ultimate reality. We'll think of ourselves as a limited person. As long as we think of ourselves as a limited person, we will be subject to desire because we feel limited unfulfilled and as long as we are subject to desire desire to attain which is pleasant and avoid that which is unpleasant which is perceived to be unpleasant pleasant and unpleasant to whom pleasant to that person and unpleasant to that person and when we pursue this kind of a life the work that we do based on that desire is going to give results good and bad and we are trapped we have to get those results good results lead to Happy experiences, bad results lead to, bad results means papa, leads to unhappy experiences. And these happy and unhappy experiences, sukha and dukkha, we will have to experience them because they're the result of our own karma, and hence new births, birth after birth, birth and death will continue. Once we, yeah, once we realize ourselves to be existence consciousness bliss, we are no longer that limited person, and no longer subject to that not knowingness Now we are no longer subject to desire, and hence no longer subject to action prompted by desire, and hence no longer subject to the effects of that action. Without the effects of that action, no more birth, no more death. In Sanskrit, avidya, kama, karma. Shankaracharya often uses this phrase, avidya, kama, karma. Ignorance, desire, action, and therefore, births and deaths. Yes, a specific. The same wave comes back. True, Vedanta holds that it's a specific continuity. It's a specific continuity of that subtle body. Sukshma shari, the physical body drops off. That subtle body goes from body to body, and so there is an individual, a person who gets reincarnated again and again. Here, Buddhism would have a different point of view, but I'm not going into that. <laughs> Remember, in Advaita Vedanta, they, they speak of three levels of reality the Paramarthika, the absolute reality, Vavaharika, transactional, or our um, relative reality, and prativasika, the level of illusion, dream, and error. Now, karma pertains to the second level. That is the Vavaharika reality, our um, transactional reality. And here, if you think about it, what is the law of karma? It is simply causality. In fact, it is the very basis of all our reasoning, all scientific reasoning, any kind of rationality in our day-to-day world is nothing other than causality. When you ask why, you're basically asking for a cause. The law of karma is nothing other than a version of the law of, of causality. Cause leads to effect. Every effect must have a cause. Every cause must have effect. It's based on that. So it's not, it's not stretching, uh, it's not a big demand on, on our credulity. And Advaita, Shankaracharya, clearly, he himself cuts down, in no uncertain terms, he cuts down the law of karma, saying Brahman ultimately is the only reality. It is a a temporary, a makeshift, improvised explanation. Yeah. All right. Yes, that is true. So, in the final verse, finally, final, this is uh, because he had already ended the purport of the text long ago. In the final verse, the author tells us, just as the, our dream individual disappears into the waking individual, the waking individual disappears into the witness individual, the absolute individual, Paramarthika Jiva, which is none other than Brahman, which is as another way of saying we realize ourselves to be pure consciousness, pure existence, pure bliss. Now, this was a journey we took together. Drik Drishya Viveka, this text, we studied it over the past few months. Um, it's an introduction to Vedanta. Now the introduction series will not end here. It's we're just getting started. If you thought this was the heights of philosophy, the, the highest uh, realms of speculation, or very very uh, uh, very subtle, difficult to grasp, well we are just getting started. <laughs> the next text we will take up in our series uh, we have planned to take up is... Aparoksha Anubhuti, literally translates into, wait for it, direct realization of the absolute. Aparoksha Anubhuti, direct experience of the absolute. So Aparoksha Anubhuti. That's a text by Shankaracharya. It's also an introductory text, but an introductory uh, text which is several steps above this one. And it's a very powerful text, and it's a very strong dose so that's what we are going to start from the next class onwards. Uh, if you like, you can purchase the books that are available in the uh, bookshop, or if you come in the next class, we will arrange to uh, give you the books here. You can, we can buy the books right here uh, outside the class. Now, let me conclude with a chant and then reveal your... Yes, we still have the class to go, so I'll reveal the surprise. Om Shanti, 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 Hari Om Tat Sat Ramakrishna Rupanamast.